Father, let your name be glorified this morning in our midst. Speak a word into our hearts that will forever remain with us the rest of our days. Holy Spirit, you know how we can all hear you. Cause us to hear you in our own unique ways. In the name of Jesus. Anoint me as I speak your word. And let me speak it powerfully. In an impactful way. That will change our lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Last week was very powerful during the youth day. Right? It was very, very powerful. I was so blessed with Pastor Michaela's message. It was really powerful. I don't know how many of you have listened to it on the church podcast. Yes. The praise and worship and was the another level. And the offering. And the choreography. You guys did amazing. In fact, the skits or presentation. It was beautiful. You know? And it is a taste of what God is going to do with us. You know, I believe you guys have to just avail yourself. It will shock you what God will do with you. So don't let it just be a youth day event. I want to strongly encourage all of you that that should be our every week event. Which is why now I'm going to make it a point that every series we talk about, one of you will preach on one of the weeks of every series, including this one. <laughs> we are starting a new series today and it's called fasting how many of you are excited me <laughs> it's called fasting go deeper and further with god than ever before go deeper and further with god than ever before fasting go deeper and further with god than ever before why because you know nadel you know there is more don't you you know there is more go deeper and further with god than ever before fasting and today I just want to talk to you briefly, very, very short message. 
but I want to pay attention about a hunger for God. A hunger for God. A hunger not for McDonald's, not for um, what? Awache or beans with cocoa. <laughs> or a, not a hunger for what? Jollof. Jollof with um, goat meat that is fried. Goat meat. Or what? what fried chicken. Not, not a hunger for banku. And okra soup. Right? Like how right now, my guys, listen, listen, listen. My wife has made some very powerful okra soup. It's not easy. Oh. Very powerful okra soup. Eh? It's not. It's not easy, crap. Oh, and she has made some powerful contumely stew. Yeah, contumely <laughs> stew. Oh, you want me to say spinach stew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, listen. We're 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 not talking of. We are not talking about a hunger for rice and contemporary stew. We are talking about a hunger for God. A hunger for God. Are you listening? Don't be distracted. I am talking to you about a hunger for God. Do you know what I'm talking about? A hunger for God. You want to pay attention. It's very, very important. You know, the Bible said in Luke 14, verse 16 to 24, it says, But he said to him, A man once gave a great banquet and invited many people. A great banquet. I mean, we've all been to wedding receptions before, at banquet halls, right? Where it serve yourself. And they line up the food like that, you know, different, different dishes that you have to select from. It's not easy, you know. And it's saying here that a man once gave a great banquet and invited, are you paying attention? Invited not few people, but many people. Okay, don't be on your phones, please. Put your phones away. That's why I put all the scriptures here. So please put your phones away. He invited many people. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who have been invited, come for everything is now ready. Everything. Like, what food can you think about? Everything is ready. Any food you can think about, 
was ready in that in the man's banquet but the people who have been invited he said they all alike began to make excuses they began to make excuses one person said the first said to him i have bought a field and i must go out and see it please have me excuse what somebody's invited you rice and contumely stew with fried rice and cocoa and beans and uh, all kinds of food are you listening hello yes mashed mashed potatoes with some gravy and and they are giving an excuse that i have bought a field and i cannot come I have just bought a house. I can't come. The other one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. Right? Oxen was what they used to, to farm. Right? They used to, the oxen will pull the, the cart or the yoke, however, however they call it, and it will sort of turn the ground so that they can put the seats in. And he said, I have bought five of them. So he has to go and test it out. So he cannot come to the banquet. <laughs> and then another one said, I have married a wife. <laughs> I have married a wife who's been cooking some all wild food for me at home. So I can't come. <laughs> I can't come. I have married a wife. Most of, you, most of you will say, I have just married a husband. Right? Or you guys, you, you won't get married. You all will get married. In Jesus' name. Right? None, none of you... Are you listening? None of you will struggle to get married. Yes. None of you will struggle to get married. And you won't marry the wrong person too. Yes. Any wrong person coming your way, I fire them from your path. In Jesus' name. Say amen. Hey, some of you are not saying amen. You marry the right person. Amen. Amen, Nadel. Amen. You marry the right person. Very important. Marry the wrong person, you can go to hell. Yes. What? You pay attention. I told you today's message is very short. Just pay attention. Okay? He says, <laughs> he says, another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot do what? I cannot come. I cannot come. And then the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry. And said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city, okay, and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you were commanded has been done, and still there is room. Wow, what a banquet! What a banquet! 
You know, when you, when, you, when you get married, one of the things you realize when you are planning your wedding is that you have to limit the number of people you invite. Wow. Because the banquet halls are expensive. You know? It's a man, you have the money. <laughs> but you see, because they charge per head, right, right now, yeah. right now for a banquet hall, you, it's, it's ranging between 35 to $45 per person. Per person. So let's say it's $50 per person. $50 and then you have 200 people. How, how much are you paying? That's $10,000. Just for the banquet hall. Yes. Very, just for the banquet. And that's two, 200 is not many. You know, this church alone, we are more than 200. So if all of us are coming to your wedding... <laughs> but you see this man's banquet was big the people who gave excuses he said go to the streets and go and invite the poor write down your question write down your question we'll, ask, we'll take the questions after he said go and invite the poor and crippled and blind and lame Imagine we say, go to downtown Toronto and go and bring all the poor, the homeless, the crippled, the blind, the lame, go and bring them to my wedding wow. reception. Wow. Do you think we'll fit in the room? Yes. But this man's banquet, he said, they brought all these people and the servant said, Master, we have done what you have said, but still there is what? Room. Room. Still, there is room. And the master said to the servant, go out to the highways and hedges and compel. In other words, force people to come to this banquet. Because it was a very important banquet. Very, very important banquet. Go and force them to come in so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, this is very important. Pay attention. For I tell you, I tell you what, none of those men who were invited shall taste. Everybody say taste. taste. None of them who were invited shall taste. My, but you know what it means to taste? Yeah. To, you, it's not like eating, no. just tasting. Yeah, you just have to taste. He said none of them will even, they won't even taste my banquet. Yes. For refusing the invitation. Because they refuse the invitation, none of them will even taste the banquet. The following, Jonathan. Yeah. Right? None of them will even taste the banquet. So, we're talking about what? Fasting. Fasting. And I'm talking about food. <laughs> you know? We're talking about fasting, and the scripture is talking about eating. Fasting. Go deeper and further with God. More than ever before. Go deeper and further with God. How hungry are you for God? Very, very hungry. Pay attention. You know, God has invited 
all of us to his banquet. That man who, who threw that banquet was God. And God has invited you and I, all of us, to his big banquet. And you know what many people are doing? They are giving God excuses why they cannot come to his banquet. A very, very important person like God has invited you to his banquet. If Justin Trudeau sends you Asantua, a very special invitation to his banquet. Will you say you won't go? Even if Donald Trump would go. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. The food is going to be so white. Like, oh my God. <laughs> but people are giving excuses. Pay attention, guys. Pay attention. What did she say? So ask her to repeat it. But it's true though. It's true. Has invited us to his banquet and we are giving excuses. We are giving excuses. You know, what often keeps us from the banquet table of God's love, the banquet table of God's love, is not Satan. Did you know? It's not the devil that keeps us from partaking, eating. Of the banquet table of God's love. What? I'm talking about the love of God. It's stronger. It's deeper. It's wider than any other form of love that you can think about. And God has set a table filled with his love for us. And it is not Satan that keeps us from partaking of that banquet. Do you know what it is? It is the blessings that God has given us that keeps us from partaking of the banquet of his love. The greatest adversary of love to God is not his enemies, but his gifts. It is the, the gifts that God has given you. Like the man said, I have bought a what? A land. How, how was he able to buy a land if it was not God that blessed him with money? It was God that blessed him. How, how would the man who said, I have married a wife, how would he have married if it was not God that blessed him with a wife? Is, it, is a wife a bad thing? No, I have a wife. And, and you all get married. You all, most of you all become wives too. <laughs> and you are, not, you are not bad. You are not bad. In fact, all of you, and I said most because there are some guys here. The guys won't be wives. They'll be husbands. Right? But all the ladies, 
you will all become very good wives. Say amen. Yeah. So a wife is a good thing. Bible said, are you listening? Pay attention. Don't be distracted. The Bible said, he who finds a wife finds what? A good thing. <laughs> you have to learn that scripture. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor or blessings from the Lord. So a wife is a good thing. A wife is not a bad thing. So, so this person who said, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. It was not Satan that was preventing him from partaking of God's banquet of love. It was the blessing that God had blessed him with. Are you listening? It is not Satan. It is not God's enemies. It is the blessings that God has blessed you and I. It is those blessings that prevent us from partaking of his banquet and responding to his invitation. Come and eat at my table. And we are telling him, Oh, because um, I, I, I have uh, uh, an exams. I, I, I cannot come. Wow. Uh, or, or because, listen, listen, listen. Or because, because um, it's my best day, you know, Lord. And I'm just throwing a birthday party. And so I cannot come. No, just listen. You'll understand when I finish. So just listen, okay? Pay attention and listen. You will understand by the time I finish. Look at this scripture in Luke 8, 14. It says, And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked. Everybody say choked. choked. They are choked by the curse and riches and pleasures of this life. And their fruit does not mature. This is Jesus talking about the sower who went to sow. And as he sowed, some of the seed fell among thorns. And said, those who fell among thorns, they are the people who hear Pastor Cyril preaching. They hear him preaching. And they go on their way. They are excited. They want to follow it. But as they go on their way, the cares and riches and pleasures. Say pleasures. Pleasures. They are there are certain things that are pleasurable. What is something that is pleasurable? Food. Food. Things that make you feel good is pleasurable. Right? Right? The pleasures of life. And he said they do what? They choke. And, and they choke. And they cannot bear fruit. Right? Look at this other scripture. Mark, pay attention, guys. Mark chapter 4, verse 18. Are you listening? Hello? 
Hey, are you listening? Mark chapter 4, 18 to 19. Chris, quiet. It says, and others are the ones sown among thorns. So the same scripture in Mark, okay? They are those who hear the word, but the curse of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word. And it proves unfruitful. Desires for other things. Desire for other things. Okay? And so, remember this great banquet of God's love. The things that prevent us is not Satan, but God's gifts. Fasting is not the forfeit of evil, but of good. Food is good. If you believe me, say amen. Amen. (laughs) Food is good, you know. I was part of a prayer warrior team in, uh, in Ghana. And there was this lady who was part of the prayer warriors. In prayer warriors, you know, we do a lot of fasting. So we go on a fast, maybe three days, five days. No food. Yeah. No food, straight. Three days. Just water. Just listen, listen, guys. Listen. Hadassah. Guys, listen. And so after, after, say, three days, we will break the fast. You know, one of the most exciting things about fasting breaking. is breaking. <laughs> is breaking the fast. What well, is the best? I'm telling you. And so, when prayer warriors were fasting, about to break the fast, you know, this lady, she's a fancy. You know what she will say when she sees the food? She will say, Eating is good. The tree will say, Okay? So food is good. Are you listening? Food is very good. Now listen. Fasting is not the forfeiting. Hey guys, are you listening? I don't want to move anybody, okay? So don't 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 be distracted. Aaron, come, come in front, come here. <laughs> Nobody at the back. So fasting is not that you forsake some evil thing. It's rather good things that you are trying to get rid of. Okay? Fasting helps us keep from turning the gifts that God has given us into gods. You know, food can become your God. Because it's a gift from God. You know, we, we, are, we, we, are, we, we are blessed here. That is why it's very sad. You know, we are, we are part of those people who are giving excuses to the, to the invitation. Telling God, God, my fridge is full with food, so I cannot fast. Right? Or my mommy has just made a powerful omutu with katinkwai. 
so I cannot fast. Giving excuses. I cannot fast. Are you listening? Are you listening? Fasting helps you from turning God's gifts where he has blessed you in a nice home and your parents are able to buy food. You think all kids have food in their home? So it's a blessing. And you don't want that blessing to become a God to you. That because there is food always at home, you cannot fast. You can't fast. Fasting forces us to ask repeatedly, this is important, pay attention, do I really hunger for God? Do I miss him? Do I long for him? Or have I begun to be content with his gifts? Do I really hunger for God? Just write down your question. I'll take the questions at the end. Do I really hunger for God? Do I miss him? Do I long for him? Amen? Look at this scripture in Mark chapter 2, verse 19 to 20. Some people came to Jesus and they were asking him, the disciples of John the Baptist, they were always fasting. The disciples of John, they were always fasting. And they realized that the disciples of Jesus, they are not fasting. They are always eating. <laughs> the disciples of Jesus. So the John's disciples went to Jesus and they asked Jesus, why is it that we are always fasting and your disciples, they are not fasting? And you know what Jesus said? This was what Jesus said. And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then shall they fast. You don't get it. Listen, I'll explain it. No phones, no phones. Put your phones away. All the scriptures are on the screen. So put your phones away. It says, The wedding guests cannot fast while the bridegroom is with them. Who is our bridegroom? Jesus. And so Jesus was telling them, pay attention, this is a key scripture. So pay attention. Jesus was telling them, as long as I was with them, I am the food for them. I am everything they need. I am everything that will satisfy them. They don't need to fast because I am with them. They, have, they don't need to miss me because I am with them. They don't need to hunger for me because I am with them. Do you understand? Can you imagine food in front of somebody? Very, very nice, palatable, wild food in front of the person. And the person is sitting there staring at the food and crying that I am hungry. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, you, do you understand? It actually happens a lot. So, so listen, so that was what Jesus, pay attention guys. That was what Jesus was telling them, that I am with them. 
they don't need to fast. But the time is coming when I will be taken away from them. Has Jesus been taken away from us? Physically, he is not with us. Right? But spiritually, he is always with us. But physically, he already ascended to heaven. And the Bible says he's seated at the right hand of God, the Father. So, he said, when that happens, then they will fast in that day. Why? Because now they will begin to desire for me. They will begin to hunger for me. They will begin to want that I was with them. They will begin to have a strong longing. Jesus, I want to see you. I want to feel you. I want to be with you. And he said that desire will make them fast so that I can manifest myself to them. Are you following? And so fasting, fasting really is an indication of how much hunger you have for God. How much hunger. That is why he says, go deeper and further with God than ever before. You know, there are some things about God you will never experience if you don't go on fasting. I'm telling you, me, I have been like you before. When I was your age, I was fasting. I was fasting. I started fasting long time ago. And that's how come I have gone closer to God. He said, when the bridegroom is taken away, then will they fast. You look at the food. You see, because it's, it's different kinds of food. Jesus is the bread of life. And then there is Adam Bakery bread. Oh. Right? You have to choose one. You have to choose one. Adam Bakery or Jesus, the bread of life. You can do half and half. You can't do half and half. Let's go on. Listen. Fasting reveals the measure of food's mastery over you. Fasting. If you cannot fast, and it's not for medical reasons, eh? and you just don't, you just don't, I don't want to fast. Hey, I cannot be hungry. When I start fasting, then my eyes are wizzy, 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 wizzy. <laughs> if you are like that, it means food has power over you. Food should not have any more power over you than Jesus has. Do you, have, do, do you agree with me? Jesus will have the most power over you. And your hunger for Jesus. Are you guys following? Your, your passion. Last week, Michaela was talking to us about passion for God. Your passion for Jesus should be stronger than your passion for Banku. I'm, I'm serious. I'm not joking. You come to my home now and open the fridge. Powerful food that my wife has made. I, I don't know. Every time we are fasting, that is when powerful food is being made. It's, it's not easy. Oh. It makes the fasting very difficult. Hey. Even when I say I won't go to the kitchen, the smell. 
will travel <laughs> to where I am. But my desire for God is stronger than that smell. It's, it's nice. No way. Strong hunger for God. I want God more than anything. I want, I want to touch Jesus. Like, I want to see. I told you guys before. I want to see Jesus myself. Amen? Are you listening? How strong is your hunger for God? Look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor, how strong? How strong is your hunger for God? Amen? Christian fasting, now listen to this one too. Christian fasting is a test to see what desires control us. It's a test. You guys know what a test is? Right? They're testing you to see if you have been studying. You have been coming to class all the time and pretending like you are listening when the teacher is teaching. Quiet, and the teacher is teaching, and you are pretending like you are writing notes. Meanwhile, you are drawing. <laughs> right? So the teacher will give you a test. And the test will prove if you have been listening, if you have really been taking notes, if you have really been studying. Right? That is a test to test you. And are you listening? Hello? Fasting is a test. Fasting is a test to see what desires control you, Aaron. Off your phones, please. No phones. Fasting is a test. What are your bottom line passions? What, like, I mean, if we are to really scrape you off down to your core passions, what will we discover? What is it that you really want in this life? What, what are you really after? You know, what are you really seeking for in this life? If there was just only one thing left for you to do before you die. What, what will be that one thing? What are your bottom line passions? What are you really passionate about? Did you get the university degree? What? If, if there was just one thing you have to do and then you would die. Will it be to get your university degree? No. No. University degrees can only take you this far. For me, I tell you, for me, there was one thing that I need to pick. It would be what David said. One thing have I desired and that will I seek after that I may dwell in your sanctuary to behold the beauty of the Lord, to just gaze at Jesus, to just stare at him. That is somebody who is hungry for God. You see, there is, there is satisfaction in being with God that you don't know about. There is pleasure in being with Jesus 
that you're, you don't you have no idea the pleasure you will get from Bangkok is nowhere near the pleasure you will get when you encounter Jesus. Amen? Amen. Genesis 22, verse 11 to 12, tells us about Abraham. God tested him. God gave Abraham a gift, like he, he's giving us many gifts. He gave him a gift called Isaac. And then God said, now I am going to test him oh, yeah. to see if that gift has become his God. So much so that he no longer longs for me. But now all his heart's desire is after Isaac and not for God. The God said, Abraham, take Isaac, your only son, and go and sacrifice him for me. God will test you. Novelet. God will test you. Listen to what I'm telling you. I'm telling you God's word. Pure God's word. Listen. God will test you. Just singing in church. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. It doesn't fly. God will test you. Whether when you were singing it, you really meant it. So if God tested you and said you had to sacrifice your son, would you do it? So listen to what I'm telling you. So God gave Abraham a gift called Isaac. And he said, sacrifice your only son for me. Like, he will give you a very powerful gift of banku and okra soup. He says, sacrifice this food for me and fast. This is very easy. Very, very easy compared to Isaac. But why can't we fast? I, listen, listen. What is our excuse why we cannot fast? When the church says, it's possibility we are all fasting. Then our excuse is, oh, it's for the adults. It's not a good excuse. It's not a good excuse. In fact, it's a, when you think about it, it's we the young ones who must fast. You see? It's, it's to, it starts today. Well, fast, the fasting is starting tomorrow. Okay? No, well, I'll tell you. Listen. Listen, guys. So Abraham, you know the story, right? Abraham went and was about to sacrifice Isaac, and then God spoke and said, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, this is the angel of the Lord. Or in the Old Testament, when you see anything like the angel of the Lord, it's actually Jesus Christ. It's called an epiphanic manifestation of Christ. It's a big Bible school word, but it, it, it's Jesus Christ who's manifested because Jesus Christ existed from the beginning. He's God. Okay? So he said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. Listen, for now, I know that you fear God. Now I know that you fear God. Or now I know that you love God. 
Now I know that you really hunger for God more than the gift that God has given you. More than the gift. God has blessed you with a phone. Do you think all your friends have phones? Do you think all people your age have phones? There are people my age who cannot afford a phone. Cannot afford a phone plan. So what you have is a blessing from God. Do you understand? And God says, put away your phones and focus on me. And we tell God, oh, but I just got a text message. I need to check it out. <laughs> you can't sacrifice your phone to just focus on God for how long? Just one hour. Are you listening? Yes. That God has blessed you with a very nice, powerful bed. When you sleep on the bed, the bed is singing to you. You know, because it's already making you so comfortable, it feels like some music. And God says, can you wake up, Novelette? I want to talk to you. Wake up at 5 a.m. I want us to have a discussion. And then you tell God, oh, I cannot wake up because I need to try out my bed. I just bought it. Are you listening? Let God speak to you. Are you following what I'm telling you? So Abraham, when he sacrificed, was about to sacrifice, and God saw his obedience, he says, now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son from me. Did Abraham prefer God to the life of his own son? Yes. He preferred God. He would rather have God and let Isaac die than to have Isaac and lose God. Do you understand what I'm saying? I would rather have God and not eat for this 21-day fast that has been declared. I would rather have God and get rid of the food than to be eating, 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 and end up without God. Never. God forbid. What? Hey, that's what it means. Hey, it's over my living body. Yeah, just what my mom says. God forbid. But, but even that, what I'm saying is, I would rather die than not have God. What, 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 what will the food do to me? I won't die. Fasting doesn't kill you. You won't die. Am I dead? No, sir. I am, I'm, I'm, you come and try to fight me. I'll, I'll, I'll be able to beat you, even though I haven't eaten. No, no, all the questions at the end. Are you listening? It's almost, I have to finish in three minutes. So pay attention. So, I'll finish with this slide here. Why did God create bread? Why did God create bread and hunger, water and thirst? Pay attention. Hello, pay attention. Why did God create hunger? Because God could have just created us. You don't need to feel hungry. 
You don't need to eat. That would be perfect, right? You just grow. You don't need to eat. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to feel hungry. But why did God create us to feel hunger? And then he created bread to satisfy the hunger. And why did God create us to feel thirsty? And then he gave water to satisfy the thirst. Why did you think God did all these things? Pay attention. Jesus said to them, John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me, you know, that's the invitation. Come to the banquet. Come to the banquet of God's table of love. Whoever comes to me will not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Never thirst. God created hunger so that we will understand what it means to be hungry for him. You know, that's why. Just like when you're hungry, you're desperate, you want to eat something. That's when, when you're hungry for God, all you want to do is to chase after God. You know, when you're very hungry, will you have time to go on the play, um, whatever? The Wonderland, Wonderland rides? You're very hungry. Your stomach is... Will you go on the, on the roller coaster? No. The, the only thing you want to do when your stomach is doing grrr, grrr, is to do what? Get some food. Right? If, so God gave us hunger so that we will know what it means to be hungry for God. If you are hungry for God, all you want to do is to go after God. Look, I'm telling you, you can know God. You can Know God. You. You. You can know God. All it takes is for you to be hungry enough to go after God. I am challenging all of us. This 21 day fast. Put yourself in it. I'm challenging you. Do as your strength can take you. Whether you can do 6 to 12, 6 to 3, Six to six, do something. Look at your neighbor and say, do something. No question. Questions at the end. Do something. Do something. Six to 12, it's not difficult. All you have to miss is your what? Breakfast. But listen, we're ending. Listen, if you miss your breakfast, but you don't make time to pray, and read your Bible. What have you just done? You have just starved. You haven't fasted. You have just starved. What makes fasting fasting is the prayer and the time that you spend with God. So you say, God, this time, I usually eat my breakfast within this time to this time. Instead of eating my breakfast, I'm going to stay in the room, pick up my Bible, I'm going to read it, I'm going to worship, and I'm going to pray. Then it becomes fasting. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. Not the whole time. Not the whole time. When you wake up, spend time. See, I'll challenge you. L listen. 
Hello? Listen. No, you can't do six to nine. But listen. You know, Jesus, you know Jesus' expectation for you about prayer? Jesus asked his disciples to pray. When he came back to check on them, they were sleeping. And he was surprised. What did he say? He said, what? You could not even pray with me for one hour? Jesus was shocked that they couldn't even pray for one hour. Oh, it's in the Bible. That's what he said. He said, what? You couldn't even pray for one hour? So these 21 days, make it your goal that every day at least I will spend one hour before God in prayer. It's, it's a goal. Just try. You know, just try. Okay? Just try. Just try to pray and spend time before God for just one hour. Just try. Go on your bed. Lie. Don't want any disturbance. Lie in your bed. Pick up your Bible. You read it. You sing some worship songs. And then you just worship the Lord. And then you just talk to Him. Lord, I love you. I, I, I desire you more than my food. That is why I'm fasting today. And you tell God, all the gifts you have given me, I don't want it to be my God. You are my God. I want you more than anything else in this life. You just tell him that, those things. God loves to hear those things from us. Okay? Before you wake up, your, you open your eyes, one hour is already gone. And then when it's about 12, if you are doing 6 to 12, you just pray, Lord, thank you for giving me the strength. I break this fast in Jesus' name. And remember, what is the favorite part about fasting? Is the breaking. Okay? So you break and you, you, you break it well. Then you too, you are fasted. So, how many of us are going to partake these 21 days? All of us. All of us. Tomorrow, we are starting one hour every day to spend time and pray during the time of fasting. Okay? And then in the evenings, if you're able to come, we'll meet here at church 6.30 to 8.30. We'll all meet here to pray. If you're every day, every day throughout these 21 days, we'll meet here at church 6.30 to 8.30. If you're able to come, come. Talk to mom and dad. Say, the church, we are all fasting. Let's go. If you can't go, can you arrange for a ride for me? I want to go. Okay? Yes. So let's, let's be on our feet. So we're done for today. We're going back in there. We will continue. Are you listening? We will continue our discussion on fasting. How many of you are interested in this series? Fasting. Show by hand. Fasting. So don't miss any. It's, it's going to be exciting. Aaron, you're excited about it, right? <laughs> fasting. So now close your eyes. Talk to God. Close your eyes. We're praying, guys. We're praying. Vanessa, we're praying. Talk to God. Say, Lord, make my hunger for you stronger than ever before. Just pray this simple prayer. Make my hunger for you stronger than ever before. Yeah, kaposhe de kalabasatayas. 
Zeporeski pala hasoki andas. Mandala brados Stronger than ever before, Lord. Stronger, deeper than ever before. Help me to go deeper with you, Lord. Help me to go further with you, Lord. Stronger than ever before, Lord. Let me hunger for you more than anything else. Lamvoro shadabakatayas. Shepariaku shadabakatayas. In the name of Jesus. Let me pray for you. Close your eyes as I pray for you. Father, thank you for your word unto us today. Thank you for how you have spoken to every one of us, challenged us, that you are expecting us to show our love for you, our hunger for you during these 21 days of fasting. Help us to be diligent and pursue after you more than we have ever done in our lives. And as we do, oh Lord, as you promised, reveal yourself to us. Manifest yourself to us. Give us dreams and visions of God. Let us see angels. Manifest yourself to us in a powerful way. And bless us with your spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Shall we share the grace? Okay. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Wait, and we're going to say all the days of my life. And I will hunger for God forever. Amen. God bless you.